Welcome to Limitless, the blind beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. This podcast is being brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Limitless was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community, in order to show the world that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the executive director and founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you for joining us again this week. Today, we're talking about a really exciting project that we are planning. Uh, it's not happening until October, but there's a lot involved in creating this and it's something we're calling Limitless Beauty, the Blind Beginnings Fashion Show. So before I go in more detail about that, I just want to introduce my co-hosts that are with me today, Randy, Nika, and Colby. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Oh, you guys did that in stereo. That was impressive. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for joining me. We were doing some strategic planning at Blind Beginnings about a year ago, and we talked about wanting to do a big event, something that would, you know, shatter misconceptions about blindness, similar to when we did do the Grind Blind, which was an event that we did in 2017. And so we brainstormed a bunch of ideas, and one of the ideas was a fashion show where the models were blind. And that's the idea that we all loved the most and started to plan. And I was talking about this upcoming fashion show with some of some of you. And a couple of you mentioned that you actually had already participated in a fashion show, which I thought was really interesting. So I wanted to have you here to talk through your experience and and then kind of talk a little bit about the event, the event that we're planning. So Randy and Colby, you both did fashion shows with your with your high schools randy why don't you tell us about yours first um i'm from 100 mile house originally so it's a fairly small town we have one high school in the district and i think at the time it's about about 100 to 150 people in my graduating class and we did this um i don't know if it's still happening but it was a tradition every year of part of fundraising for our grad and prom um set up was um well various fundraisers but one of them was the yearly grad fashion show um and with that it was obviously open to anyone in grade 12 whether you were going to prom or not whether you had a dress or not this was like well before the event um of prom and graduation so um it wasn't it wasn't like a venue to show off the dresses we had bought for prom but pretty much yeah there was uh, fundraiser committee for that. Um, I wasn't a part of the planning, so I don't know exactly. I think it was probably mostly student-led with probably some oversight of a teacher to help coordinate with the local businesses. Um, and then part of part of the whole system was that the, the clothing was donated uh, for the evening for, by the local businesses. So if you had a couple of clothing stores, you had, you know, the um, maybe you had like the outdoor store. So then there was more like camping gear and there was obviously different categories of the evening. 
Um, and some of them, like one of them was at the end of the night was the like formal wear. So it was put on by the one, um, the one prom dress store in town. <laughs> we did have one actually. Um, and so they don't, or, uh, you know, lo loaned all of us the um, dresses that hadn't already been purchased or, um, I don't know if this is a thing they do in the cities or not, because there's obviously more options and more schools, but around Hunter Mile and Kamloops, which is like the nearest large city, the dress stores keep a record of who bought what, so you don't end up with two girls at the same school with the same dress, oh, which smart. is, yeah. I mean, pretty nice, but also relatively easy in a small town of one school. <laughs> so just like, don't sell another one of those to, to the high school this year. Mm. Um, but so they the ones that we were wearing at the fashion show were the ones that hadn't been purchased yet so they were still like hey these ones are still available and so that was part of like how we got the the businesses got in because they got free advertising basically if you like this outfit that so-and-so is wearing you can go to outlaw later tomorrow <laughs> right yeah and then um i don't remember if i think we just probably did our own hair and makeup to our own tastes i don't remember specifically and then it was basically just kind of like a fun time. Like, I don't know if anyone's been in any kind of theater or productions or anything, but behind the scenes, like in the back room, getting dressed and you know, undressed and stuff, because most people modeled more than one outfit or category. Um, it was kind of just like like a big party at the back, basically, just having fun and, um, you know, playing dress up. Yeah, that's cool. That's really, that sounds fun. Yeah, and then tickets were obviously what were where we got most of the fundraisers from, and then probably some donations as well. Mm -hmm. Colby, what was yours like? So mine was a little different. Um, so we had two different events. So when I was in grade eleven, the, our school got together, and any student that had already had prom dresses was brought their dress and um it was modeled and then you were able to buy those dresses so it was kind of like a secondhand um dress exchange for my grade 12 year part of our grad um everyone got to wear like their dress and then um one of the days we all went to this big arena and there was like a fashion show so on that that day we had um everyone was there in their dress and you went up on stage and then you walked across and the stage was kind of like um like a t-shape so you would start on one side and then you would walk across and then you would walk down the center and show off your dress and i was part of that um, for my grad and um, it was just a way for everyone to have like the community come out and watch and see everyone's dresses and um, suits and all that kind of stuff. It, it, did you guys also have like a so for our prom we had like it was like dinner and dance but before that we had the like the literal promenade portion so we walked like the community members had tickets and we walked around what was the, yeah, the hockey rink because it's a small town um so did you guys not have something like that or did you have like also something like that like the day of your prom but this was just a separate event ahead of it so it sounds like we did the same thing so 
um, the same day we had um, this fashion show went and then earlier, yeah, so that was at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And then after that, um, we had a dinner and a dance. Okay, um, so it was like a connected event, not two different days. Yeah, that makes sense because you wouldn't want to like have everyone already have seen your dress that you're going to wear to your prom. Right. And that's why I was a little bit confused, but I wasn't sure like it was like, oh, well, these are people who have already got their dresses ahead of time Mm -hmm. or 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 what. And I don't know about other places either, but our um, like our grad class, we had like a girl girls of 2012 Facebook page. So we were like, we don't want everyone else to see the dresses, but like we either post like some people posted full photos. Some people just posted like the top or just the skirt. We had that too. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't like get the same thing again yeah. or, or close to because some people also bought things online. You know, this is 2012. We're in the era of of online shopping now, not just in store for dresses and stuff. So, you know, obviously they can't, the dress store kept track of the ones out of their store, but that's not everybody. <laughs> yeah, and um, we also had like, we don't, here we don't really have dress store but um a city close by um most people got their dresses there and they had like quite a few stores and they would keep track as well so okay we can't sell this dress to that student because they're going to the school kind of thing as well i feel like small towns are the way to go on this because i'm like living in a pretty large city there were fights about prom dresses and people getting the same dress even the same dress in different colors you guys know what you're doing this is bringing up an interesting question which is taking us a little off topic but i think it's interesting like how do you choose your prom dress when you're blind and well i mean just i mean of course i know you know i went to a store and i had lots of options and i could try on lots of things but especially ordering online and not being able to necessarily touch it or really have a sense of what it looks like. I don't know. Online, I feel like would be really difficult, uh, especially for prom dresses where they fit very us. Yeah. Something like t-shirts or leggings, you can kind of get away with ordering or hoodies. You can just get them in bulk, but uh, dresses definitely person is the way to go just because for me I kind of knew what color I wanted or like I knew I wanted blue or green and I specifically chose due to texture because my prom dress the entire top and the straps were covered in diamonds and gemstones and I loved able to feel them and I had like you know diamond earrings diamond shoes diamond bags so having all of that texture and matching texture like was really satisfying for me I went in person and then so I went with my family and I didn't really have a color in mind, but I knew kind of the um, design that I design that I wanted. And so um, I went by sort of like my mom and sisters would tell me what it looks like and then I would feel it. And then based on the texture, I could tell, oh, I do not like this or I really like this or um, kind of thick. So my dress happened to be um, coral, which is one of my favorite colors. And then um, it had some beading on it and it was strapless. And so 
that was something that I could feel and um, I was really happy with how it felt. So that was one of the reasons um, why I chose it as well as my family said that it looked really nice on me. Yeah, so I mean, mine's not too dissimilar from Colby's um, or even Nika's, but I went in person. Again, it was 100 miles, so you only have one choice if you aren't able to get like a, you know, a vehicle to drive out of town, which I didn't have access to. Um, and actually, so I went with my mom, but actually, I can't remember what, but we had another appointment after. So we were like, well, we might not find it now, but we have an hour now, you know, and like, if not, then we'll, we'll come back another day. Um, and she actually went to the bank or something. She went somewhere else for half of this. So honestly, it was like um, mostly me just like looking around. Um, probably the first, I didn't have a color in mind either, but I, I like Colby. I had like the general kind of like shape I think I wanted. And I think it's a line. So it's like, it's a little poofy, but not really poofy. And it mine did end up being a corset back and it's red and I still have it in hundred mile. Um, and then on the left hip, there's just like a little bit of like, red matching rhinestones and stuff that pulls like the skirt up in a little ruching kind of thing um and actually the funniest part is uh, it was the last one i tried on because like we were out of time and we had to go anyways part of how i was deciding was definitely texture but also definitely like price because my family was willing to pay up to i think like 400 dollars if i if i wanted one more expensive than that i had to cover the rest which is very fair but it, happened, it so happened this was like last year's model and it was on clearance for like 400 or 350 or something um so i got it under our budget and the last one i tried on it, it was a corset so it didn't require alterations that way and i think if anything i needed like an inch raised or something on the bottom hem i it was almost perfect and mm -hmm. it was and my mom came back to get me and like, I did ask her opinion then, but I think a lot of it was just um, the sales lady who was helping me. Um, Cause I also didn't yeah, have anyone, cause it wasn't really a planned trip. And I think a lot of my friends went to Kamloops cause their parents have vehicles. So I, it wasn't like a shopping trip with all your friends, but it was, it was just like, yeah, I think, it, I think that one was meant to be for me. That's cool. Wow. As you guys are talking, I'm remembering my grad dress and I really didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> so huh? Well, I kind of wish I had held out for finding the right thing, but I think it came down to price and budget as well. And I had to sort of choose within a certain range, but. And I almost went for the, like, I almost didn't hold out for the right one because I was about to buy one that was green and like really plain and simple. But then I realized it had pockets and I cringed and knew I had to find something else. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think bow gown, we all want pockets. Okay, so back to the fashion show. Um, so Nika, you are actually on the planning committee for our fashion show project. Why would why did you why were you interested in taking part in planning this event? Yeah, so I was super thrilled uh, when I found out that such a thing was going to happen because fashion is kind of one of the areas that I'm really passionate about when it comes to advocacy and being able to break down barriers and shatter stereotypes just because I feel like we're moving in a direction where I think diversity is being valued more. And personally, I have a lot of different intersecting um, identities with that. Like I'm a person of color, I'm shorter, I'm more overweight. And I think 
there's definitely representation in those areas. There could always be more, but I always found that disability was always lacking. I found so many amazing plus size um, models and advocates, but then when I looked for blind models, I couldn't find anything and I couldn't find any role models to look up to. So I think that's kind of where this also came from is kind of a desire to be able to make change that I want to see in the world and be able to also just inspire younger people, youth, um, and just kind of show people that blind people can be models as well. And just showing that fashion can be accessible and that you don't need to see to be able to appreciate it. Yeah. I love that. I love that you talked about sort of the range of, um, bodies because that's like this fashion show we're looking for 12 models uh, we're looking for teens who are blind or partially sighted who live in british columbia and and it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter your size it doesn't matter your gender it doesn't matter your level of vision except that it must be not perfect uh <laughs> in this case we are looking for somebody who's blind or partially sighted um but yeah, like all bodies are beautiful and, and we want to, we'd love to have a diverse group of models for the show that represent the true blind population, right? Because blindness doesn't pick and choose anything. It, it, it kind of can come to anybody in any, any race or, or gender or Totally. That's something that I really appreciated is that in our committee meetings, body type, culture, uh, gender, none of that was brought up as things to limit because the more boxes you tick on these different identities, then the harder it is to get modeling opportunities. So I love that there were never any constraints or requirements except for just being blind or visually impaired. We've kind of put a call out for for teens, for youth who are blind or partially sighted, uh, who are interested in being a model, our fashion show is happening in October, October 16th. And we're going to offer a summer program for the models that are signing up. So they get to come to a, at least a three-day camp where we'll be prepping them with like, you know, be talking about like how to choose your style, probably going shopping, learning to apply makeup and do hair and walk with confidence and all of these things. Um, Randy and Colby, I'm curious if like after the experience, if you would have any advice for somebody who's going to maybe someone who's thinking about wanting to do this, but feeling a little apprehensive, like, were you nervous before you did it? And what helped you feel prepared? Any advice for, for somebody considering this? Well, I think Colby mentioned a good one already of if you're wearing shoes or anything you're not familiar with generally, practice in them first. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Especially if it's if it's something like you only wear flats, now you're wearing heels for this, which like I get that. You sometimes you want to dress up and dress up in a, in something that you wouldn't wear, you know, especially in this kind of context where you you might have the opportunity to wear something you would never wear to the store or your friend's house or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was really just, I don't remember if we ever got like practice or anything. We probably got some time to like space out the stage a little bit, but mostly, like I said before, it was, it was a lot of fun. Cause like, this was just this big thing we were all doing together. In this case, it was a grad class, but in, in 
the blind begins case it's still going to be a bunch of people maybe they're already friends maybe they're just making new friends at this event um but it's gonna it's like the back end of it's going to be a lot more fun probably than than any nerves that you're like it'll the fun will override the nerves i think yeah i love that i would say if you are thinking about it and you are nervous or maybe you're not sure let us know ask you can email sean um if you have questions concerns try it because you might realize that you really like it yeah interesting um just talk thinking about like walking in heels and dressing up and we're not so if you're not interested in wearing heels or dresses or being fancy um you don't have to so we're kind of going to let our models choose the style that they want to model so maybe somebody's more interested in modeling a sporty outfit or you know something more casual that's okay too so there's no like obligation that you have to wear a tuxedo or a prom dress <laughs> or unless you want to maybe you want to do that so we're we're really open to the diversity in in the style that people want to show off as well that's a good opening for a question i had about like the show itself but like um the one we did it had different kinds of categories so uh, most people like i said ended up wearing more than one outfits obviously that also depends on how many people you have versus outfits but is there you say like um well you, you know people can wear what they're comfortable with but is it going to be like yeah category here's some summer outfits and you have a whoever wanted to wear those and here's the dressy up outfits and then those people or is that on I, I don't yeah that's a good question we haven't really <laughs> i think it'll depend on who comes forward and what they want to show what they want to model so I, I think that we will organize it in that way, probably, mm -hmm. right? Like in, in some sort of categories or seasonal, like we're starting with spring and now we're moving on to the autumn fashions mm -hmm. and now we have winter, <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we're still working a lot of things out. We're kind of contemplating a Paris theme right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, at this point, we're, we're not planning on doing clothing changes so each model will model their one outfit and they don't have to worry about changing but that could change again it, it depends on sponsors and so I mean that's another kind of sidebar but if you are a, a business that provide that sells clothing or makeup or a hairstylist or somebody a shoe shoe store or accessories <laughs> yeah any of those things and you would like to sponsor or be involved in some way definitely get in touch with us because we're we're look we will be looking for that as well we're we're in the process of developing a sponsorship package um it's i think there's like a lot of cool opportunities with an event like this and we're really excited to see where it goes and and how how much the community can get involved because we really want to use this as a, a way to raise awareness like nika said kind of shift those stereotypes like just because you're blind doesn't mean you don't care what you look like. Doesn't mean you don't want to be fashionable and um, and just be out in the world with confidence. So that's a big part of you know preparing the youth to face the world with confidence, um, but then also educating the public about beauty, how 
blind is beautiful too. <laughs> applause. Cue applause. <laughs> I definitely think this event too, like besides raising awareness, it'll also be a great way to promote like small businesses as well. So it's kind of like a tag team, teamwork, team effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's going to take place at this cool venue in Vancouver called Jig Space, which sounds pretty cool. I haven't actually been there, but uh, it just has a cool name. It's kind of funky and trendy and different. And there's this place, this upstairs in the venue is this area where we're going to be able to do a photo shoot with all, each of the models. Um we're going to also plan to have like a raffle and a 50 50 and make it a fundraiser and we'll be selling tickets obviously closer to the fall so people can come out and 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 see the fashion show and learn more about blind beginnings we're hoping to create a video of sort of the pre preparing the models so it, that's probably there will be there'll be refreshments yeah there'll be some wine <laughs> Um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun event. And, uh, we just need those youth who are interested in taking part to get in touch with us and express interest. We've got, uh, a casting call. <laughs> so we've sort of got some criteria. You do need to be comfortable being photographed or videoed. Um, and we will share images on our social media and, and possibly in a promotional video that that's made around the event. Um, but aside from that, the only other criteria is that you're a teen in British Columbia that's blind or partially sighted. So if people are interested, they can send me an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca and just say, I want to be in the fashion show and we'll get in touch with you. Well, thank you for joining me. I was really excited, um, Randy and Colby the other night when you said that you were you had experience in a fashion show. Cause I certainly, I don't even think I've ever been to a fashion show. <laughs> I think one of the reasons I've never been to a fashion show is because it's kind of a visual event. You know, you're watching people walk on a runway. So if you can't, if you can't see, you're not necessarily getting a lot out of that. So obviously we will be describing the outfits. Um, descriptive video works is going to help us out with some audio description during the event. We're also hoping to have some of the outfits on mannequins around the room. So you can actually feel the outfit that the models are wearing. Um, and then we're going to, we're planning for a social media campaign around that time. We'll, we'll ask people to share a photo of themselves wearing their favorite outfit with an, um, an alt tag describing what they're wearing. So kind of educating people on how to describe photos to make them accessible to somebody who's blind at the same time. So that's kind of the educational piece that's going to be happening alongside this event. I love it. Yeah. So we just need those models <laughs> and, uh, and then it's going to be a really cool event. I feel like it's all going to come together. All right. Well, thank you for joining me ladies. I really appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast with a friend, like, subscribe, leave us a rating and join us next time. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca. And also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.